0: Hello and welcome to the Leaders' Council podcast with me, Scott Chaloner. This podcast, just like the Leaders' Council itself, is all about recognizing and celebrating the people who keep this country running. We exist to give leaders a voice outside of their own organizations and to support them in the same way that they support their staff every single day of the week. If you are in a leadership position yourself and would like to have your voice heard on the national stage, then please do go to leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash apply. Now, joining me on today's programme on what is a warm spring morning here in the capital is Chris Pierce. Chris is the Managing Director of Jubilee Fireworks, a leading professional fireworks company. Chris, welcome and thank you ever so much for joining us on the programme today.
1: Uh, good morning, Scott, and thank you for having me.
0: It's a real pleasure, Chris. Um certainly is a lovely day for it as well. Um, now, I think we should begin by addressing the elephant in the room here, and that's the fact that we are recording this podcast in early June 2021, and therefore, although social restrictions are now starting to be lifted, we are still somewhat within the grip of the global COVID-19 pandemic, and we have been for the best part of 14 months now So with that in mind, what impact has all of this had on you and your business, would you say?
1: Well, uh, to be truthful, it's had a dramatic impact. Um, Normally, over the period of 12 months or so, we would do something like 200 professional displays, ranging from small private events all the way through to large national events. And since the introduction of uh, lockdown last year, uh, we we did six shows, so I think that's an indication of the impact that COVID has had on our business. And of course, we're very much involved in uh, in outdoor events, and mm. uh, very, very few have taken place over the, the past 14 months or so.
0: And I suppose the pitfall is that while there's still not a great deal of certainty as to whether all social restrictions are going to be lifted, this month in June on time, there could well still be a whole summer this year where outdoor events, mass outdoor events at that with plenty of people attending are actually going to go ahead as planned. So even though we're seeing some green shoots, there's still not a great deal of certainty there for businesses such as your own, is there?
1: No, you're absolutely right. I mean, we're, we're at the moment surveying our regular uh, November clients, and of course, for us. The period between uh, the middle of October and the end of December is our busiest period. And we're already noticing uh, that quite a few of our regular clients have decided not to go ahead simply because of the uncertainty or the fact that they're nervous about uh, managing large crowds, even if restrictions are released. We're not quite sure what that means, you see. It may be that some social distancing is still involved. And for a lot of small to medium sized organizations, let's say local parish councils, uh, they're, they're still very wary about staging um, large scale outdoor events. And of course, these things have to be planned months in advance. So we're thinking about that now. And our feeling is that even in November, which is our busiest time of the year, we still won't be back to a normal level of business in 2021.
0: And I suppose that because we're then creeping into the winter period at that stage, and of course we saw what happened when that came about last year, albeit we didn't have a vaccine then, there is still sort of some doubt in the back of minds that maybe social restrictions could still come back and that could also be a challenge on the horizon.
1: No, you're absolutely right. And I think one of the big difficulties that we face as a business is this uncertainty you see. Uh, and i 'm sure other business leaders would agree with me that one thing that um, business doesn 't like is uncertainty and certainly when we 're talking about outdoor events and managing large groups of people um, there 's a lot of nervousness still out there. Uh, some of our clients are, are happy to go ahead you know they 're more well equipped to deal with managing large crowds but but many of our let 's say small to medium sized clients. Um, are still very, very nervous about the whole thing. So I would say at the moment uh, we're looking forward uh, positively to to November and later on in the year, but we're still not 100% convinced that things will be back to normal. Our feeling is that it will take another six months or so, even longer, till we get to the point where most of the population has been vaccinated and that confidence has returned.
0: And I suppose it is difficult, isn't it, for the government to be able to provide the certainty that business needs at this point when they're sort of analysing the data weekly. But is there anything in your view that the government could do to sort of help business through this period, in a sense, communicate better with business leaders about what their plans are, perhaps?
1: Uh, I think the difficulty there, Scott, to be honest, is the the government itself doesn't quite know what the position will be uh, in in four or five months' time. I mean, obviously, they take a sounding from various sources. Mm. They're certainly listening to the the scientific experts. And what they're trying to do is to balance the need of the economy and industry against uh, the advice from uh, the scientific community. So I think to, to be fair to them, they are in a very, very difficult position. I mean, as of today, you know, we're seeing those infection rates rising slightly, but at the same time, the hospitalization rate seems to be relatively low and certainly the death rate. So, um, it's a question of how these things are balanced. The most important thing from our point of view is that we get clear information communicated quickly. And we, we, we really don't like this continual uncertainty today there will be an an announcement as to whether the uh, the lockdown as it were will continue for uh, for another uh, month well let's say the restriction easing will continue or be opened up um, uh, today it's unlikely we need to know as soon as we possibly can what government has in mind so that we can plan accordingly
0: I think that's very right. And just sort of looking back over the course of the uh, the last 14 months as a whole, I think it's fair to say, isn't it, that both government and business leaders will come away from this quite challenging and tragic time, having learnt an awful lot for the struggles that they've gone through. With your business, Chris, operating in such an uncertain environment, would you say that perhaps you've come away from this, having learnt something yourself in your position?
1: Um, yes, I think it's it's taught me a great deal about how to manage a crisis, to be honest, <laughs> Scott, because it's something that we, we absolutely never had on our radar. Uh, I mean, you know, mo- most businesses are t- uh, sort of encouraged to have some element of, 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 of crisis management built into their systems. But I don't think anyone, certainly in the Western world, anticipated a pandemic and the effect that it would have. I think the problem from my point of view is that when it all started up in, in March, April last year, we thought that given six months, we would be on top of it. Uh, and people were warning about a second wave, and we were a little bit complacent there. We thought that once it had been suppressed in the summer, that we would be okay in November. And that's the main period for us, of course. And we got that wrong. So I think really it's taught us a lot about planning, and uh, you know including unforeseen scenarios in, in in that in that overall planning scenario
0: mm. i can certainly see why that is a key takeaway from this um, as well and when you've been sort of guiding your business through this pandemic period one thing as well that has been certainly amplified by the crisis is the importance of mental health and well-being and with the business being in that sort of period of stasis as it has been that you've described um, I guess you've also had to manage one or two quite anxious faces over the course of this year and how has that sort of been by and large for you?
1: Um, that, that's that's a very good question. Um, the, the way our business operates is slightly different than most businesses I have to say we have a very small full-time staff and a lot of um, uh, people who um, come out of the woodwork as it were to use a, to use a phrase to help us out on displays um, at the weekend and for them strangely enough um, that, uh, that that's a little bit of a re- release for them they enjoy working on firework displays in the same way that people would enjoy working in the theatre in amateur dramatics I think that's a very good parallel. And um, our staff have, have missed going out, missed meeting people. Um, you know, we've done our best to keep contact with them, to uh, to, to, to uh, uh, circulate uh, emails and newsletters. So we've tried to keep in touch with our staff and encourage them and say, look, you know, this is only a short-term thing. Uh, but we're not obviously experts in the uh, management of mental health, uh, I, I must admit that.
0: Yes, of course. And I can certainly see why that's the uh, the case. I mean, it is difficult to sort of strike a balance between that, keeping in touch with people, keeping on top of anxieties and uncertainties when you're sort of in that survival mode, as it were, watching over the business. And I guess as well, when sort of you are a business leader, sucked into that mentality it's quite hard as well to sort of take a step away from the business world and recharge the batteries as and when you need to, when you have so much to sort of keep an eye on.
1: You're right. I mean, I've been running the business for for over 30 years and, um, you know, I I can't easily separate myself from the business in in that sense. Um, But, you know, I've done my best really to take a, a, a realistic view um, you know, uh, most of our staff have been furloughed. Um, you know, I've kept the business running at a very, very basic level, uh, but but in a sense, um, it's it's my baby. I started it from scratch in 1987, and I'm, I'm not going to let it go easily, really. So we're going to do our best to 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 manage this crisis, and you know, we're looking forward to the future with a degree of positivity now.
0: That's good. And I think that positivity is certainly infectious, keeping that morale high, looking ahead to sort of the times of recovery rather than getting sucked into the daily numbers, which can sort of get one sort of down in the dumps, as it were. And I think if we were to sort of preview an ideal scenario, I I know that we can't predict what's going to happen in the future because there's so much uncertainty still there. But if we do move out of social restrictions within the next couple of weeks, within the next couple of months, what is your hope for the business over the course of the next year, would you say, Chris? And where ideally would you like to be this time in 2022?
1: Um, I, I think it's essential for us that things improve by September onwards. Um, you know, We are in a fortunate position to some degree in that 80% of our annual turnover um, occurs between, uh, I've said this before, the middle of October and the end of December. So we're in a fortunate position in that sense. We're not relying on regular income throughout the year. Um, I am planning on the basis that we will not be fully back to normal by November, but let's say we can attain 70 or 80% of our normal turnover this year, then we would be in a reasonable financial position. If it was the case that there was yet another lockdown and even more restrictions in November, I've got to say, I think the business would be in quite serious trouble. So I'm hoping for a steady improvement over the next 12 months so that when we get to summer 2022, we are, in inverted commas, back to normal. And most outdoor events will be able to take place as they normally would. I think that's essential for most businesses Uh, to ensure their survival in the next 12 months.
0: I think that's very right. And let's just keep our fingers crossed that that is something that we're going to see unfolding. And I think as this clouds do start to lift and we get more of an idea of what the recovery is going to look like, it would be great to actually welcome you back onto the show, Chris, and just catch up as to what is going on within your business. Because I have to say it's been a real eye-opener as well as a real pleasure welcoming you onto the show with us today. I've thoroughly enjoyed it.
1: It's been great, and thank you for the opportunity.
0: Thanks ever so much, Chris. And just given as well that we're not quite out of the woods with the COVID situation yet, albeit there is the sense better days are coming, please do also take care and stay safe with everything still going on.
1: Thank you, Scott. We're hopeful.
0: And I would also extend that to all of our listeners tuning in today as well. Please do continue to look after yourselves and be considerate of others because it does make such a key difference in saving lives during this time. It was a pleasure for me to welcome Chris Pearce, Managing Director of Jubilee Fireworks, onto today's programme. And coming up next on the show today, we'll be joined by former Education Secretary and incumbent Leaders' Council Chairman, Lord David Blunkett, who will be discussing his take on the last 14 months and his hopes for the weeks ahead. That will be coming up next.
2: Lord Blunkett, welcome.
3: Thank you very much. It's very good to be with you.
2: Um, Well, of course, uh, nothing is being said uh, at the moment other than COVID-19, which uh, we must touch on.
3: I think that with some hiccups and mistakes they've not done a bad job in what has been incredibly difficult circumstances.
2: And you're absolutely right in a in a liberal uh democracy that we live in it's it's very difficult for people to swallow orders given to them from government. Um well
3: the the UK and um and the US and to some extent uh, the Scandinavian countries